Preface of the Underground Railroad, Part One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Underground Railroad, Part One, by William Still. Preface to the Revised Edition. Like millions of my race, my mother and father were born slaves but were not contented to live and die so. My father purchased himself in early manhood by hard toil. Mother saw no way for herself and children to escape the horrors of bondage but by flight. Bravely, with her four little ones, with firm faith in God and an ardent desire to be free, she forsook the prison-house and succeeded, through the aid of my father, to reach a free state. Her life had to be begun anew. The old familiar slave names had to be changed, and others, for prudential reasons, had to be found. This was not hard work. However, hardly months had passed ere the keen scent of the slave-hunters had trailed them to where they had fancied themselves secure. In those days all power was in the hands of the oppressor, and the capture of a slave mother and her children was attended with no great difficulty other than the crushing of freedom in the breasts of the victims. Without judge or jury, all were hurried back to wear the yoke again. But back this mother was resolved never to stay. She only wanted another opportunity to again strike for freedom. In a few months after being carried back, with only two of her little ones, she took her heart in her hand and her babes in her arms, and this trial was a success. Freedom was gained, although not without the sad loss of her two older children, whom she had to leave behind. Father and mother were again reunited in freedom, while two of their little boys were in slavery. What to do for them, other than weep and pray, were questions unanswerable. For over forty years the mother's heart never knew what it was to be free from anxiety about her lost boys. But no tidings came in answer to her many prayers, until one of them, to the great astonishment of his relatives, turned up in Philadelphia nearly fifty years of age, seeking his long-lost parents. Being directed to the anti-slavery office for instructions as to the best plan to adopt, to find out the whereabouts of his parents, Fortunately, he fell into the hands of his own brother, the writer, whom he had never heard of before, much less seen or known. And here began revelations connected with this marvelous coincidence, which influenced me, for years previous to emancipation, to preserve the matter found in the pages of this humble volume. And in looking back now over these strange and eventful providences, in the light of the wonderful changes wrought by emancipation, I am more and more constrained to believe that the reasons which years ago led me to aid the bondman and preserve the records of his sufferings are to-day quite as potent in convincing me that the necessity of the times requires this testimony. And since the first advent of my book, wherever reviewed or read by leading friends of freedom, the press or the race more deeply represented by it, 
the expressions of approval and encouragement have been hearty and unanimous and the thousands of volumes which have been sold by me on the subscription plan with hardly any facilities for the work makes it obvious that it would in the hands of a competent publisher have a wide circulation and here i may frankly state that but for the hope i have always cherished that this work would encourage the race in efforts for self-elevation its publication never would have been undertaken by me i believe no more strongly at this moment than i have believed ever since the proclamation of emancipation was made by abraham lincoln that as a class in this country no small exertion will have to be put forward before the blessings of freedom and knowledge can be fairly enjoyed by this people and until colored men manage by dint of hard acquisition to enter the ranks of skilled industry very little substantial respect will be shown them even with the ballot-box and musket in their hands well-conducted shops and stores land acquired and good farms managed in a manner to compete with any other valuable books produced and published on interesting and important subjects these are some of the fruits which the race are expected to exhibit from their newly gained privileges if it is asked how i answer through extraordinary determination and endeavor such as are demonstrated in hundreds of cases in the pages of this book in the struggles of men and women to obtain their freedom education and property these facts must never be lost sight of the race must not forget the rock from whence they were hewn nor the pit from whence they were digged like other races this newly emancipated people will need all the knowledge of their past condition which they can get the bondage and deliverance of the children of israel will never be allowed to sink into oblivion while the world stands those scenes of suffering and martyrdom millions of christians were called upon to pass through in the days of the inquisition are still subjects of study and have unabated interest for all enlightened minds the same is true of the history of this country the struggles of the pioneer fathers are preserved produced and reproduced and cherished with undying interest by all americans and the day will not arrive while the republic exists when these histories will not be found in every library while the grand little army of abolitionists was waging its untiring warfare for freedom prior to the rebellion no agency encouraged them like the heroism of fugitives the pulse of the four millions of slaves and their desire for freedom were better felt through the underground railroad than through any other channel frederick douglas henry bibb william wells brown rev j w logan and others gave unmistakable evidence that the race had no more eloquent advocates than its own self-emancipated champions every step they took to rid themselves of their fetters or to gain education or in pleading the cause of their fellow bondmen in the lecture-room or with their pens met with applause on every hand and the very argument needed was thus furnished in large measure in those dark days previous to emancipation such testimony was indispensable the free colored men are as imperatively required now to furnish the same manly testimony in support of the ability of the race to surmount the remaining obstacles growing out of oppression ignorance and poverty 
in the political struggles the hopes of the race have been sadly disappointed from this direction no great advantage is likely to arise very soon only as desert can be proved by the acquisition of knowledge and the exhibition of high moral character in examples of economy and a disposition to encourage industrial enterprises conducted by men of their own ranks will it be possible to make political progress in the face of the present public sentiment here therefore in my judgment is the best possible reason for vigorously pushing the circulation of this humble volume that it may testify for thousands and tens of thousands as no other work can do william still author september 1878 philadelphia pennsylvania end of preface read by marianne spiegel